0: something i'm very very grateful for is realizing that art doesn't have any status like art doesn't have any privilege art is free and art has no expectations
1: Welcome to The One-to-One, it's the ninth episode of season two and Yamena Buena Vida joins me to share about her journey as an artist. We also get into how she creates her pieces and the motivations behind them. Yamena is a Colombian-American abstract artist with a very strong, uplifting voice that is helping shape the NFT art space. It was an absolute honor to have this chat, thanks for joining us, let's go.
0: Like okay, can you jump in in like about ten minutes? <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, but also, uh, can we give <laughs> it twenty four hours? <laughs>
1: so, anyways, yeah, I um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think I'm I'm just showing a little bit too much of my um organizational nerd brain uh, there. You're seeing you're seeing my idiot syncrasies as I call them come through so yeah I'm a planner I like to give myself time to prep and time to take you know time off knowing that I have things scheduled and thanks for thanks for being open to that I think some people are like you're crazy why do you want to plan this so far in advance <laughs> you
0: know actually so one of the I'm going to talk about this but one of the I think that the, the most the thing that I've had Uh, really enjoyed the most in this space has been like creating our own podcast and Diana who's listening here I love you so much thanks for being here and supporting Um, one of the biggest hurdles and challenges has been planning and has been um, you know kind of like maybe just coming from a place of that like uh, scheduling and Giving everybody kind of the the space to promote, the space to create it, to like I think the the hustle in culture, right? The, the you know the depletion, the energy depletion, the go 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 is not fast enough type of thing, right? So um, it's the yeah, it's something I reflect on a lot, uh, especially in this space, right, where it feels like everybody's going. 10,000 miles an hour, and uh, that is still not good enough, right? That You have to do more. Um, uh, yeah, so I reflect on those aspects a lot. And just, again, like the way that you kind of organized this and took your time. And I mean, I think it was like three months ago, maybe, that you reached out and put me in the calendar. Like, amazing. And to be very transparent, it felt really weird, like when you asked me about it. I'm like I have no idea what I'm gonna be doing in August. I hope I'm in Maui. I'm not. <laughs> um, but uh, it felt really, really weird and vulnerable and strange. And um, and just look at us. So yeah. Anyways, happy to to be here and looking forward to the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. There's so many kind words in there. I'm I'm uh, I'm blushing uh thank you yeah it's very sweet feedback and uh good to hear and you know it's nice to know too that you've you were kind of caught out um by that I try and I try and soften soften the delivery a bit um and I'm learning every time as a as I go and and grow this and invite more people to join it's a if it makes you feel any better uh I feel totally nervous right now I'm I'm sure uh, it's normal for everybody to get the jitters but like asking you to come on the show was just like I had to pet myself up I'm like just do it. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Every time I put myself out and ask people to come on, it's nerve wracking. And so you uh, joining me here today is is so, so wonderful on, uh, on many levels. I highly respect the way that you show up in the space for yourself, for other people, um, for me today, for getting us here today. Um, yeah. And having you as a guest here is just a, a testament to what we're all doing and growing community and sharing and being vulnerable with and for each other. So thanks for doing it. Appreciate I it. love it. Um, and thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you for also sharing, you know, the, the vulnerable feelings. Um, I think one of the biggest way of activism that anyone in this space can be, especially anyone that is underrepresented, LGBTQ, women, BIPOC, people all my people um is showing up and we're doing it we're doing it right now and it's very courageous and also very vulnerable to you know show up in these spaces like talking to the void and um you know just uh, i think it's, it's beautiful that you made time to hold space to create connections, to allow me to be seen today. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it goes more beyond these just sitting in here again, like the the thinking of me, the including me, the putting me on the calendar, the recording, the editing that you're going to have to do or whatever you do, uh, you know. Um, So I'm just grateful, grateful to be here.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a uh, it's good vibes in here today. I'm a West Coast U.S. kid, so uh, I will probably say cliche things like vibes and um, apologies in advance if that is offensive to anybody. <laughs> uh, probably not offensive, but uh, just a, a silly call out that um, I'm a little bit of a hippie. And if anybody doesn't know that, well, now you do. Um, we are gonna get started. We've we've had some beautiful moments getting getting uh, the room set up and. Amena, thank you so much for being here as my co host today. It's really, you know, like a, I'm interviewing you, but your co host just in case I disappear. We don't lose the room and everybody. Um, haven't had that happen yet, but knock on wood. Um, I love to, to kick things off. We're about eight minutes in. I like to keep this at about an hour. I want to respect everybody's time. Um, and also, you know, just like we can cover a lot of ground in that time. So, welcome to the one to one. I'm M. Branson. Uh, My pronouns are she/her. I'm located in uh, Portland, Oregon, the Pacific Northwest of the U.S., um, where it is sunny and gorgeous today. Oh my gosh, it's finally summer, and that has done many good things for my psyche. (laughs) My guest today um, is Jimena Buenavida, and uh, Jimena, I would love for you to introduce yourself and let us know too your pronouns, where you're located. I don't I don't like to make any assumptions. Um, Also, if if I mispronounce your name, please correct me. I'd, I'd love to represent you accurately, for sure.
0: Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so my name is Ximena Buenavida. You pronounce it great. My pronouns are she, her. I am an abstract artist, and my work is to create abstract art to inspire Buena Vida, which means good life. And um, I love with shapes. And I I work with shapes and geometry, uh, simple geometry and minimalist geometry. And these references to just uh, common sense that we sometimes lose um, from maybe a place of childhood trauma and fears. Um, What inspires me is life and some patterns and patterns in our own personalities, in routines. I'm a mother um, of two little ones; they're four and five, and that definitely kind of marks my work and the way that I show up also to to the world. And so, routines are important for us, um, but also freedom, but also schedules and structure, but also. Uh, creativity, and um, so all these aspects uh, really, really, um, I guess, inform my work. Um, I'm also a trauma survivor uh, on childhood trauma and abuse, and that also is a huge part of what I do in terms of the minimalism and the basic geometry um, because it's a representation on healing. It's a representation on life journey and and the fact that sometimes we humans make think that that healing, uh, especially when, you know, just severe trauma, um, can be a little bit more work than it is and and really is more for me personally has been um the what we were talking about. You know, just the act of showing up in baby steps, but consistent steps, whether it's uh, morning pages, whether it's uh, breathing exercises, whether it's five minutes of yoga or just a walk in the park and away from the phones, right? So, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of me, a little bit um, about my work. Um, and yeah.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for going into all of that. You touched on so many things I want to dig into a little bit deeper. Um, Anything you're not comfortable uh, with talking about also throughout this, I just want to definitely call out and I will not be offended. You know, like no, no pressure here. This is a very low pressure interview. I'm not a journalist. I'm a human looking to talk to other humans about the things that, that, you know, get them excited and uh, why you do what you do. So, yeah. um, Can't wait to dig into more things. And before we do touching on this routine aspect, uh, one of the things I love to ask everybody is going to take a little bit of a different spin, uh, two part question today. So I'd love to know what your typical morning looks like. I think you hinted at some things that maybe land there for you, but um, w- first, what is what does that routine look for like for you when you start your day? I love that
0: I I, I love to say that I have um, a routine per se in the mornings, especially. Um, I am going to be very honest that I am trying to create one um, and one actually, um, yeah, just anyways, know it's lots to unpack, but just to keep it very simple, I don't necessarily have a routine. Uh, I would love to have a routine where I wake up early before my kids get up and I do a wimp Hof breathing and I'm not sure if anyone has heard what that is but it's just basically these uh, sessions of uh, deep breathing exercise where you actually kind of disconnect from the fast-paced mind and you just enter into this stage of just being um, and just you kind of disconnect with Every label that you have ever put into you, and then just enter into a stage of just uh, peacefulness and homeostasis. I can't pronounce it. Uh, But anyways, I love to start my day with that, uh, with my coffee, with my journaling and my morning pages. Um, I love to start my day with, um, you know, exercise uh, is very important for my mental health, Uh, sweating. uh, So I have one of those bikes, you know, at home. Um, So I love to start with, you know, 20 minutes of that and then uh, some yoga and that routine really happens maybe once a week. Again, I'm trying, trying really to put a lot of love and self love and self um, compassion, I guess, uh, into into just waking up earlier and which means going to bed earlier, uh, which is truly actually a whole kind of healing journey for me, right? And um, as a people pleaser and as somebody that sometimes has um, Really falling into a place of, um, you know, sorry to be so vulnerable, but yeah, a place of, of, of go, 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 deplete yourself at any cost. Um, going to bed early, sleeping, you know, the nine hours that I need to sleep every morning to feel refreshed, to heal, uh, to grow, like it's hard. So yeah, I love to have the routine that I just described, uh, The reality of what happens is that my four-year-old wakes up at 5.30 and comes into bed. And then uh, I may do a little bit of the breathing exercise with her, but instead sometimes I just cuddle. And that's okay and amazing, too. Um, And I'm learning to kind of also... Uh, continue to bring like a lot of gratitude to those moments, right? Uh, where I'm not doing per se, quote unquote, but I'm creating that deep connection uh, with my kids and realizing that, you know, from from their perspective, really, uh, they all they need is presenceness. All they need is my time, uh, my love, and like you know, they are actually pretty independent. Um, and, you know, it's not that I need to just kind of be all the time and i like helicoptering on anything, but presentness, um, and, you know, devoting my time and my love to them. Like it's, it's really important for them at this stage. So just, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Went on a tangent
1: there, but yeah, that's it. You have nothing to apologize for. Um, yeah, I mean, being vulnerable is so welcome here. That's the name of the game, I feel like. And, um, yeah, that, I mean, I asked the question cause I was genuine, genuinely curious. Um, I feel like we're a little bit of kindred spirits in that way. I gather this from your timeline, just what I see you, that you share and, and talk about. Um, and I totally get it. You know, the, not the kid part. I do not have, have children. Um, I am a bit of a people pleaser too. And finding that time, you, you mentioned going to bed early, that is so hard, right? Like I've, I have things I wanna do for myself, let alone for other people. Um, and there's just some like weird programming. I feel like, like all the social things happen after 8 p.m. with alcohol. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I like to wake up early. <laughs> and uh yeah that's it it's an interesting thing in society to kind of contend with um and yeah. i can't even imagine yeah, you know, having kids yeah. yeah
0: i you know i i have been reflecting a lot on um on people pleasing and what that means for me and what that means for the boundaries that i said and what that means for um for my own inner peace right um just, I guess, to give some context, I guess, peace, Peace, I think, is something that sometimes we feel like we have to chase and find somewhere. But in reality, peace is something that we have to make the effort to create, like, within. And it's something also that we have to continue to recreate and protect, right, with boundaries. And so, yeah, this concept of people-pleasing um just comes also you know from the fact that i you know i grew up in in Colombia. um you know catholicism or like was a huge thing growing up and and you know just being uh the little girl that um that was like perfect right that that uh performed um that also um Yeah. So anyways, this, yeah, this concept is something that I reflect just because um, I started noticing on my five-year-old how, in a way, like, she started asking, like, for permission for everything, like, basic things. And I started realizing how a lot of that was coming from my own programming, right? And how, like, I keep just kind of setting boundaries of things with her. And so, yeah, with, like, My therapist. I started reflecting on it and realized that um, I always wanted to fit one box. And you know, again, growing up, um, like I guess college titles were huge. Like education, like was very valued, but it was around um, the concept of of being seen right. And so. you know, I'm sure we'll get there, but uh, I started really tapping in in my artistic journey uh, about like 18 months ago, maybe like for real, real. Before then, um, I was painting after I put my kids down to bed and in the basement and I would hide everything even from my partner. Uh, all my creations, I would like let them dry and just put them away as fast as I could. And uh, wouldn't even share with anyone that I was like making any art or any creations. I was very ashamed, um, and it was even more triggering because a lot of times my husband would run into it and like, "Oh, like good work from the kids! Like you're letting them like do art and like that was my own art." <laughs> um, but you know, just uh, there was that concept of you gotta you know feed a, a box. Uh, and as a woman too, right. Um, find the right husband, you know, create the right family. Um, again, there was a lot of pressure around, um, materialistic things, the neighborhood where you lived, and the tennis shoes that you wore and the drive, the car that you drive and the place and city that you live in. Um, and growing up with, you know, uh, a mom that, you know, my parents were when I was two and then kind of my dad, like, kind of disappeared from the picture, um, you know, and, and you know, my mom literally, like, tried to do the best as she could and work as hard as she could, but we lived in a very scarce mindset where, like, there was, like, paycheck to paycheck and there was a lot of just reactivity and chaos and being late and just coming also from a place of like very little self-worth right so I find it that now like that I navigating kind of being present in social media as I continue to create my own art as I continue to explore kind of these concepts that are not very popular in a space where everything is about the flip and the eth and the floor price and I'm here talking about like Trauma and child reviews and vulnerability and deep connection and love and being authentic. Like, um, yeah, uh, again, has, has kind of shed light into what are my boundaries? Uh, how do I protect my energy, my spirit, my peace to continue to create the art that comes from my heart, but also raise my kids, right, with presentness and love? And so, yeah. Again, like, I'm in the trenches. All these are concepts that I'm trying to figure out how to put um, into loving structures, I guess. And, uh, yeah, continue to move with my art and my business and be successful, but stay true to me. Um, And also uh, continue to be, like, community-driven.
1: So, yeah. Loving structures. That's a a beautiful... Beautiful way to understand, yeah, where you're coming from, what your intention is behind what you do. Um, Everybody that's here, thank you for being here. And if you've shared out the room, double thank you. But also it's okay if you don't. I just want to make sure that you know that I see you and thank you. And anybody who's listening to this after the fact on the podcast, uh, I'm recording this live in Twitter spaces with Jimena Buenavida, uh, who's a brilliant artist and um, you should check out her work. Uh, if you're in the space right now, I've got things pinned up top. These are all tweets from Jimena's timeline, and we're gonna be digging into some of these projects a little bit more, um, and you all just heard some. You are a very intentional human, and uh, I adore it. It's, uh, it's right up my alley, I won't lie. I'm a bit, I'm a bit biased toward the conceptual, intentional, therapeutic side of uh, creative healing so to speak. Uh, so thank you for for going into that and for sharing all of that with us. Um, on the lighter side of things, I would love to know when we meet in person because I'm manifesting that. I would love to have a beverage with you. Um, if I could buy you a beverage and share one in person, what would that be? What would you, uh, what could I order? Mm, I'd
0: probably go with a mojito. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you were like meeting for coffee, uh, black no, up anything yeah. with a splash of almond milk because I'm like uh, lactose intolerant. Oh, that's totally fair. <laughs> but love cheese, and so if we can get like a piece of cheddar cheese. I know you just say that drink, but anyways, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I think food goes uh, <laughs> food goes also. Yeah, so uh, coffee to start, and then a mojito with a uh, with some some lunch or uh, tapas or something later. That sounds perfect. I, uh, I was just in Maui. You mentioned Maui earlier. I was, that's why I, I took July off. Um, my partner and I celebrated our nine year anniversary in July, beginning of July. And so we went to Maui and I had a little bit too much rum. I'll be honest. I, uh, I try not to drink too, too much too often, but there's something about the ease with which rum can be partaken <laughs> that snuck up on me and a mojito by the pool was absolutely on the, on the list there. So you brought back some good and some not so inviting memories uh, with that one. <laughs> and thanks for sharing. That's a, uh, that's good to know. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind for when we meet up, probably at an NFT event sometime in the future. Um, You've already described your art a bit to us. Um, The structures comment just really stands out. And then you've also mentioned about 18 months, you you really started to share your art. When did you start your creative journey? I also see that you're a computer scientist. That's called out on your known origin profile. I'm really curiously just how you got going. How'd you get your hands wet, so to speak, with creating? And uh, can you just take us back to the beginning a bit?
0: Yeah, so... I literally was a kid coloring in the corner at like, you know, age four. Um, have always been incredibly attracted to like even modeling in Play-Doh early days. Um, and I always share how my mom is the youngest of 14. And that meant that our gatherings like growing up were uh, you know, easily like 60 people and they all were like close cousins and aunts and uncles. And that also mean that um, the gatherings were all gathered, like were around food and, and cooking. And so uh, I think like my, my first kind of literally hands dirty were like cooking with my grandmother um, who always had something, you know, for all these parties, uh, whether it was tamales, obviously made from scratch that she, you know, just, uh, yeah, or, or envueltos or empanadas or sancochos or, um yeah, all these like uh, engage in like Colombian foods were like, Everybody was taking sips of the broth as it was, like, boiling, right, to know the right amount of salt and stuff like that. So I think, like, that was kind of my my first hands dirty on into creation um, and literally growing up like elementary school and then like old schooling, I was uh, always the kid like volunteering to create the poster the, the not the poster, the posters, sorry. My vowels are terrible in English, um, but the posters for like any activity at a school, I was always kind of the one leading uh, that, you know, they are making creation um, and things like that. But then I, uh, Graduated from high school. Time came to decide what to go to school. Uh, back in Colombia, you graduated at like 16. Um, and so absolutely clueless. And again, kind of dealing with all these like layers of deep trauma, um, being bullied through, you know, all the way elementary to high school. Uh, and obviously like not sharing, right, because... Back in the day, there wasn't really kind of the channels and the awareness that, that we have today. Um, so, yeah, I'm there, like, kind of faced with the decision, like, what am I going to go to school for? And being in high school, I was always good at, like, math and geometry and calculus and stuff like that. And so talking with a cousin literally got, like, the recommendation, you should, you should go for engineering just because you're good at math. Like... Okay, And then like the recommendation was don't don't do industrial engineering. And I can't even remember why was the reason. Um, I'm just so like a donkey. I just went into into kind of like systems engineer, which is a computer science. um, Just because it was something that you could get a job easily once you graduated, like nothing else to it. And I struggled deeply uh, with that decision um you know i you know just didn't really find any joy in it and so like like classes and studying was really difficult um and i was like a c plus student if i was lucky just because uh adhd like was incredibly uh you know just like something really hard for me to deal and again like there wasn't Ways there to, like, just deal with that. Like, it was just like, oh, you're just dumb, right? Like, you're not doing good in school because you're just dumb. You can't, like, you know, um, get things sometime time. I was always procrastinating and really working, like, at the last minute on the projects, in projects that require weeks, right? And I was, like, showing up. And, and that really brought up a lot of shame. That really brought up a lot of insecurities that also kind of, continued the cycle of, like, very poor timing um, and time management, like, really bad. Um, and, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I just kind of um, just didn't have kind of a mentor or a guidance. I, you know, I, like, I, I, I reflect on this often and I'm like... You know, I just remember being kind of the kid of like people saying, oh, yeah, you have a lot of potential, but, you know, not quite there yet, kind of not good enough yet. And so I grew up really with those. I already had that inner voice, inner critic on me, um, and it just kind of was amplified by the people around me too. And um, yeah. So I graduated from college and, you know, just pursued the big big job and the big executive, right? Again, people pleasing and um, kind of being seen by accomplishments and 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 kind of the paycheck that you whatever got, right? That instead of really connecting inward, instead of really knowing who you were, what your purpose was um, you know, I d- didn't really have kind of a knowing or like a knowledge into into that. So it was, yeah, so I just went with the flow transparently. I just keep moving, right? I keep just depleting myself, keep finding the job. So graduated. Uh, I was a, a computer programmer for, you know, for about maybe ten ten 10 years, 12 years. Um, I also kind of ran my own, consulting business where I would go and talk to clients and I would write their code, their programs, um, you know, just according to kind of their requirements and use cases. And I was also an instructor um, for like a community college that was for under uh, kind of represented communities. And so that was really cool because it was all online and a lot of these people really had to travel like in buses to get to coffee shops. You probably are too young to know what that was. But uh, the coffee shops back in the day were basically uh, places where they had a bunch of computers and people pay for Internet access by the hour. And so, you know, they'll go to these places and um, I was uh, teaching web design and database design. Um, And that was like really rewarding and really cool uh, because a lot of people were able to find, you know, just better jobs and things like that uh, or create websites for their communities. And yeah, that was like really cool. And then during all that period, my mom moved uh, to the States and, um, you know, she was at a small town in Southern Illinois where there was a college and she happened to have a connection with, um, a professor there of computer science. And, um, you know, she invited me one summer to kind of come and attend a class and transparently again, like without like any purpose or anything, like just making or or going and getting a, 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 master's degree in computer science sounded like, you know, this, the next good thing to do and you know just follow the dream work that the corp that I'm thinking they um um what am I thinking yeah just anyways just anyways I moved here uh for the master's degree literally with two luggages like zero money um I was lucky to get an internship in that uh, place I also had very little English skills so I had to study um just, you know, like a couple of months of English in the college. Um, and yeah, three years later, I graduated and started working for, you know, a credit card company. And I started there also uh, very basic and moved up the ladder and uh, ended up with a role of um, account manager, like a, a VP of account management And, um, super long story, I'm sorry. I, uh, got married, got pregnant. And when my kids were about like six months and the other one was like almost two years old, um, I realized that my priorities really were different than just chasing a paycheck. And I wanted to be a parent and the parent that, that I maybe didn't necessarily have. And I wanted to to raise my kids closer to me, um, and so my husband and I made adjustments because um, it was a huge paycheck cut, and I started just to be a start like say at home mom, a full time mom, a full-time mom uh, kind of thinking that it was going to be very romantic and very easy, and I ended up very depressed and literally my world shaken in every capacity, because basically all these identities that I had to, to be the good girl, um, to be, you know, the very accomplished, like, businesswoman and all these things, like, shredded, and I didn't have any of that anymore. Um, and I started waking up some days thinking that maybe wasn't for me to be in this earth and that my kids didn't deserve a mom that just didn't have it together and started going mentally to really really dark places and um with that I started therapy and I think you know it wasn't like a switch or anything like that uh nothing really has for me uh I feel like I'm the person that takes like one step farther and like ten backwards. Um, But with kind of that repetition of like showing up to therapy, a lot of of good things and bad things started showing up. And one of the amazing things uh, was that reconnection with art. And here I am. (laughs) Just long story short, I started just kind of making the art that I was telling you in the basement. And before NFTs, I would just put in it all uh, on Instagram. And uh, didn't share that page with anyone. Very shy about it. But it was kind of a place of just, I'm going to show up uh, with with these creations and these explorations, really, that, that just came from me. And um, it was like 2020 where I started uh, kind of sharing these art. And yeah, fast forwarding NFTs that we can definitely talk
1: about how i ended up on that but
0: um i'll stop here super long answer thanks
1: for asking <laughs> it's a great i mean there's uh, my subjective opinion does not matter uh it's it is the answer and it's your life and that's what i wanted to hear so thank you for for going into it um fascinating for me the, to hear about the the computer science background and to understand how you got there right like uh, I think a lot of us potentially get into that first career in our life because we want more or better than what we were raised with or some such. Not to put anything on everybody. <laughs> we all have our different experiences, but, um, yeah, it resonates. The computer science piece piece of uh, the story and the puzzle, um, I'm curious how it factors into the art that you're making today, if you don't mind going into that a little bit. Um, I want to talk about inspiration next after this, I think we're going to get a little bit more into that earlier story, but, um, as a, as a kid in your childhood, but I'd love to know just for my own nerd process heart right now, like, how do you make your art and how much does computer science play into it or not? I see you have collaborations. You've got an FX hash drop that just came out super successful. Congrats, by the way, proud holder. Uh, I should disclose that. I do own some of your work. Um, yeah, but please, that's a long-winded question to match your, uh, <laughs> your answer. Uh, computer science, that's what I'm trying to get at. How does that inform your art or play into your art now?
0: No, I, lo- I love the question. Um, and yay, thank you for being a holder of happenings. I'm so proud of it. And it always happens that when I do a collaboration that's really fun, um, I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to ever be able to top it off. Like the work really was not only so fun to make, uh Marcus is Diana's brother but also a wholehearted human in so many ways, also a father himself, a husband himself. So we worked on on that collaboration at 8 p.m. Again, like putting kids down and then jumping into the phone call to work until like late hours of the night to, to make it work because he has a full-time job. So I'm super proud of that. Um, and it's also like an exploration really in, um, you know, you asked me how does computer science um, inspires me or, or is part of my art, I think. I I really inspired to make structures that makes no sense. And and that's it. I think that's how, you know, obviously computer science is, is designs of learning algorithms and systems, right, uh, from a technology standpoint. And I... Um, you know, I think, like, with my work, with my journey, a lot of things don't really make sense, and a lot of things are also so basic that they don't necessarily, like, sometimes make a lot of sense, and that truly really is what I, in my, in, yeah, in my work comes off. There is a lot of structures that are not really structures, is kind of a very messy, um, you know, just placement of the basics. And I feel like to me, that's what life is, you know, messiness and, and allowing yourself to just, um, you know, as your parent, as your kids, just let the messiness come and also let the connections come. And there is a huge aspect, uh, on my work of serendipity, um, how I place the triangles, the circles, uh, it's really also very intentional, but it's also very serendipitous, I guess, if that's the word, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's
1: it. Serendipitous is such a, a fascinating word. Um, I love that word. And I, I love that it just popped popped out of that description and that answer because um, it really brought it full circle for me. Yeah, it's fascinating how we get uh, where we are based on the previous experiences that we had and how it informs what we do now, but also maybe doesn't, you know, maybe it shows us what, what the, uh, what not, what we don't want to get into, uh, not, oh my gosh, let me, I'm just going to start over or just move on anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm tongue tied this morning. Um, thank you for going into that computer science is an interesting aspect of your, of your art. And it's something that intrigued me. Do you code any of your, any of your pieces at all? Like uh, you collaborated with uh, with programmers. Please say their name again uh, for happenings. Marcos. Marcos
0: Pellinur And he's, um, his uh, handle is, I always forget it. Kukaloon. Yeah. Like Kukaloon. Oh, Uh, yeah. Um yeah. I know so far everything has been in procreate until this latest collaboration. And um it's funny because I think like comp- this latest drop confused a lot of people thinking that like my previous work um is generative. Um and it's not. Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah. Yeah, I had the impression that um all of your pieces previously were digital paintings so to speak right um yeah using procreate and then seeing this um to me it's a natural progression of your of your art i was not surprised to see you doing this generative drop especially after you had done your nifty kit drop also was that generative or was that all um individual pieces made the that was hand painted too Uh, on
0: Procreate and kudos to Dan who's listening here uh, who is one of the co-founders of Nifty Kid and we're trying to put together an educational conversation next week to share uh, how portals which is that that uh, collection you're talking about uh, Mm -hmm. came to life and how um, you know I think custom contracts are the way of the future for 101 artists and we should continue to protect our sovereignty and our freedom um, you know using these tools that are like clickable uh, you know i didn't have to code one line at all of code for portals um, and any questions that I had I was handheld. Um, you know from their Discord uh, no hesitations of their team to jump into phone calls to literally help me walk me through like every step of the way um, and so yeah we're working on, on kind of planning a Twitter spaces to just kind of share that and hopefully inspire anyone you know that is planning a collaboration, uh, I'm sorry a collection of their 101 art, uh, to utilize these tools, um, you know, that are really available or, um, yeah, just, uh, finger, uh, what is it? fingerprint? Fingerprints? Finger, no, Anyways, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm all just trying to say is, uh, yeah, uh, all these tools and Nifty Kit, especially, um, kudos, kudos to, to their team, to the tools, um, and I think, like, it's, it's beautiful, um, you know, to be able to leverage of this technology uh, to, you know, to our benefit as artists, uh, to collaborate, to to create, to keep pushing our own mind boundaries, um, you know, and but also I know that it can be incredibly um you know, overwhelming. There is so much opportunity and sometimes we can feel like, you know, just we need to push ourselves to kind of do old things. So, um, you know, I i am not the best example of, of this, but I'm always just kind of inviting everybody to continue to be very intentional about mm-hmm. um, rest and self-care in the sense of, of stillness and silence and, and boundaries with social media um, and things of that sort.
1: Well, it's wonderful that um Dan is Dan is here. Thanks for being here. And thanks for uh sharing that bit about Nifty Kit. I've also looked at the tool and super impressed. Um excited for that space. So I'll keep an keep an eye out for it. And um remind me how big that collection is, the Portals, Portals collection. Yes. How big yeah. is, how big is it? How many pieces? Oh,
0: how, oh it was uh one hundred and eleven 101s. um And again, talking about uh, vulnerability and being, you know, self worth, I um, announced it with like 20% of the art created because I never imagined or believed in myself enough that I could sell out a collection that big Mm -hmm. um, in 48 hours. So it sold out, and I didn't have all the art made. (laughs) um and felt like a huge imposter you know uh again these layers of shame um just kind of came you know again to the surface and like oh yeah and so I you know I finished that uh released the work uh but it was in a state of a lot of depletion um and yeah again I I honestly think the work uh is the work to walk back into our hearts, to to walk back into really recognizing what our essence is, really recognizing who we are as humans, and all the beautiful things that we um, that we have, uh, you know, to share with the world, and that includes our art. You know, it's just uh, it's already there. We just have to find it, uh, and and the, the work is just to walk back into our hearts. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A journey of, uh, self-discovery and self-love and yeah, absolutely. I love knowing that about your, uh, about your drop. It's such a big, a big thing. Um, I don't know if uh, maybe people are desensitized or they, they don't really think about it when there's so many 10 K projects about, but yeah, for an artist to do 111 pieces by hand and put them out there and <laughs> sell them my out body in body My body period. was in yeah.
0: so much pain. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I have joint, um, joint issues, and I remember, like, my neck uh, and my shoulders and my back being in incredible amounts of pain, <laughs> uh, which is crazy to think about, um, crazy. And, uh, and also, to be honest, uh, I feel incredibly proud of myself um, for allowing myself to, to do that and to explore and also um you know just digging deeper into it really for me you know again like growing in this kind of a stage of you know kind of thinking oh like things are potentious or um you know what i was saying about like the materialism part of you know kind of the societal part, whatever. Well, like, what school did you go to? Where do you live? What kind of clothes? Like, the status, right? And I think, like, something I'm very, very grateful for is realizing that art doesn't have any status. Like, art doesn't have any privilege. Art is free, and art has no expectations. And, um, yeah, just super grateful to to have found kind of this this path finally at almost 40 um and i will forever continue to create and i think another part that um i'm just fully grateful for for this space is also realizing that there is so many mediums um and so many ways to express and sometimes i feel like we can fall into the trap of like you know like you have to have a consistent style because if you're not, like, what are you doing, right? And I think, like, if you have a consistent intention, and if you are really like leaning in values and integrity and community, I really think that's the best starting point for the, for any art creation that you ever deployed. And I think that energy is really the consistent thread that is going to show through your pieces. Um, so, yeah, sorry,
1: <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Um, those are some powerful statements that you that you just shared with us. And um, yeah, I'm I'm very honored to to hear them directly from you. I think it's one thing to read people on their timeline or through text, but getting a, a chance to speak with you and hear you um, embody your words is. Uh, it's a really beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing sharing these pieces. Also, on the in the mode of staying in integrity, I know we're going to go over time, so I want to make sure that you're okay with that. If we go about 10 minutes, maybe beyond the initial hour. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Um, also, if anybody in the audience has any questions brewing that you want to come up to stage and, and ask Jimena yourself, um, there will be a Q&A um, in about 10 minutes. So stay around and uh, please come up and ask and, uh, and have a chat with her. This is one of the reasons I do this space live. I could record it in a silo, uh, but it just doesn't feel, feel, uh, in the nature of, of the community we're building here. Um, the questions that I have for you, we're, we're now narrowing into some of the things we've been hinting at. I really want to understand. I know you talked about childhood bullying. you you've referenced your mom a bit and as much as you're comfortable sharing with us, uh, The things that you are, I don't want to say overcoming, but really like making peace with, it seems like, um, asserting structure on or not removing structure from, In your own words, I just want to better understand how that childhood trauma showed up for you and what it is the thing that you're, you're moving beyond, you know, you're, you're being a, a better mom for your kids as something that I think you said too, but yeah, can you Ah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely a lot to, to unpack. Right. Um, but I think like, I just started like hitting the wall, like over and over again in a stage of, um, just not really knowing my path, like not really knowing who I was. But there was always a higher force in this gut feeling that, like, call out to say, like, you're called to this world to do something bigger and better. And that's what you need to keep going. And, you know, it presents and it continues to present. I'm, I'm very honest. Like, I'm still in the trenches of, you know, um, of, like, anxiety and depression and huge expectation of myself beyond like my own capacity and the lack of asking for help and like feeling incredibly overwhelmed and worn out and honestly the pandemic just amplified all these things like it didn't cause it like it was just like an amplification of it and in a way as hard as the pandemic was and um you know I, I still have like a little bit of ptsd from it but it was like a moment of like you got to prioritize you also got to stop some of these relationships that really uh are not serving you anymore not because of anyone around you but because of how you molded yourself to fit such certain relationships and structures and that doesn't work anymore and I think for me, one of the biggest, um, I think, breakthroughs, I guess to call it, was to realize that, you know, I, I had really terrible relationships, like, with my bosses and my friends and, you know, boyfriends or whatever. Uh, where I was always coming from a place of, I was actually searching for, like, the love of my mom and my dad that I didn't get. Both of my parents had a huge amount of tra- trauma themselves that, you know, again, like they didn't have the tools then to to kind of deal with that and, and impact and unfortunately, right? So, um, forgiveness to them, you know, not judgment, but again, kind of to my own, to my own perspective, um, I, the moment I realized that I was seeking for something that no one else could give me but myself, I think that was a huge breakthrough. And that was also a huge place of realizing that there is really nothing romantic about motherhood or, or art or marketing or selling your work. But really is the act of, of being humble and realizing that you have to show up day after day because you have that calling in your heart and you simply can't stop it. And that comes not only for the art creation, but I think in Web3 to also, you know, just to, to sell your work. There is no nobody in the middle that is here to save you or to, to push you, to be honest with you. Because we're all kind of in that boat, right? And it's like the community is beautiful. People are so incredibly wise. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, it's you who has to show up for yourself. It's you who has to share the link. I mean, the art, make the mistakes, like deal with realizing that your self-work isn't on selling or not selling or realizing that like, because you haven't sold work, you know, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Just have to keep showing up and continuing and going on the Twitter spaces and, and speaking about your work and stuff like that. And DMing the person that, you know, that, that you connect with and, and being humble to ask the, rest, the right questions, or showing up to the NFT events—it's like again, like there is no ways to, to to one way to skin the cat in this. But um, but yeah, um, luckily again, yeah, long answer,
1: but I hope I hope it helps. It does, it does, absolutely. Yeah, the um, the aspect of uh, the word that that came to mind when you were speaking that is this—you're talking about self-love and also just having compassion. Right. That was the, the thing that came to mind as you're speaking. I get a sense for me you that you're learning compassion of self and also the people in your in your life, what they're going through um, and exploring that. And it's coming out in these vibrant paintings and, and collaborations uh, that we're being treated to. And um, it's a beautiful way to. Transmute that energy, you know, to like to translate it, transmute. That's not the right word. Translate that energy. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. It, you know something
0: i kind of wanted like capture because it just made me what just you, you shared right about the colors um most of my physical work prior nfts was very mute and very pale and very kind of quiet right mm-hmm. like i was still like just behind the curtains in a way um and The new palettes that are, like, very vibrant came from, like, Ikea paints. I'm sure, like, if you Google, you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, because it was actually through allowing my kids to paint and get dirty and get messy and watching them create these, like, work that for them, everything was a masterpiece. For them, there was no imposter syndrome. For them, when they create art, they're, like, not double thinking every step they're just flowing and creating and getting messy and eating the paint sometimes <laughs> and just, right. And just like going with it. And that was for me, like such an inspiration, like to also allow myself to, to be bold and to create in and get dirty and get messy. Um, and yeah. So like literally what I want to say is like, once I started uh, kind of learning about NFTs Uh, Up until that point, I had no idea how to digitize my work. I don't know. To this day, still, I don't know Photoshop. Um, And it was through like a clubhouse room that somebody was like, "Oh yeah, buy this app. It's only fifteen dollars, and it's just a one-time fee. Like, and start playing with it." And that's how it started. uh, You know, just creating a whole new style of art um, and using these color schemes uh, through, you know, through playing
1: just with my own kids to to create a work that's so fun that's so fun I love what you're learning from them it seems like a really wonderful symbiotic uh happening and art creation and the back and forth and I love uh fast forward you know we don't want to fast forward but fast forward 20 years and, and what they have to say looking back at, at that experience for themselves will probably be very fascinating uh for all of us so can't wait to see what they make too maybe you're, I don't know if you're sharing any of that um, but if you do I'll keep an eye out in the future i love to see the, uh, the evolution of, of little ones too as they adapt and uh, and create as it's comfortable social media is an odd odd thing you've touched on that a bit I have very strong opinions <laughs> about social media as we sit here on it u- using it <laughs> <laughs> right
0: exactly exactly mm-hmm. I do one especially when it comes about Kind of my my kids, and that's still something that I'm deciding how to kind of share. Uh, like I'm not gonna lie, like when they was they were born, like I was sharing pictures on like Facebook, but I don't even like I'm not even active on them anymore. But then at some point, I think at six months or maybe like older, I was like, oh, I just from their privacy perspective, not only from like the weirdos, but also. Like, from the position that they can really, you know, just tell me whether they want to be, like, this public or not. Like, um, I will respect their privacy for now. And sometimes I do, I guess, I, I'm i not, yeah. I mean, you see, go on my, on my pictures on Twitter and, like, you'll see their hair and stuff like that. But I try for the most part not to uh, just really blast them. Makes me scared, just number one thing. But again, like from the privacy standpoint and the fact that they can really comprehend what that means enough. Um, you know, I just, I try to be a private when it comes to, to that. And from their creations too, like, um, you know, like the first thing like of NFTs, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to start posting like instilling like their work online. And I think I needed to do my own adulting to be honest, and also kind of recognize like my own journey. Um, before I kind of move into, you know, kind of NFTing their work. So not saying no, uh, but I'm not thinking I'm there yet. Um, and, uh, but it will be also fun.
1: And um, so, yeah, we'll see. All things, all things in time. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. But yeah, there's no, there's no rush. I like it when, when kids take their time and come to things, you know, um, as they will. But again, I don't have any, so people do what you're going to do. I'm not a parent. (laughs) I have nieces. And uh, and so we just, uh, we just got our 13 year old niece uh, an iPad. And that was just like such a big thing. Um, Like, you know, she's a teenager now. She's been dabbling and making art and runs her own Etsy shop. And um, it was so great. My partner and I for, to be able to, to surprise her and be a part of that gift giving with her family. And she just opened it up and was just ripping into it. Now she's she's texting us and sharing things back and forth and her drawings. And gosh, I mean, when I was 13, I was not, not making art. And so to be able to, to share that and to inspire that early on and provide the tools. Wow. Well, yeah. So I'm excited for your kids. It's my long winded way of sharing that. I think you're, you're doing really cool stuff and I'm, I'm excited for them to have you as a mom. That's really neat. So tell me where are you, uh, where are you headed? What are you manifesting? I also see, there's a tweet this morning about you have some fun things coming up. So if you have anything cool to share with us, but no pressure. I uh, have
0: learned that I if I share anything that isn't fully cooked, for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. So all I can share is that there is a lot of fun things in the works and um, that I will continue to express and explore. Um, I think that is like my my true calling for now. Um, Yeah. And what am I manifesting? Um, I want to collab with big brands and there is nothing in the works uh, as of now, but I would love for that to happen Uh, and kind of see my art, you know, continue to see it everywhere. Uh, Murals are something that I have been really, really wanting to do as well. So I'm manifesting that one. Uh, currently prepping a wall in my garage to do my first one. <laughs> I'll definitely document that and and share it when the time comes. Um, but yeah, just there is definitely more more work coming, uh, and just very excited to continue to you know leverage of the two all the tools um, you know for creators like me in the space, and uh, yeah, encourage everybody to to do the same. And, um, you know, yeah, this summer has been a little bit of kind of a realignment time
1: for me in many ways. Can you all hear me? I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I can, I think I'm working. I think we lost him enough because of battery. I'm so sorry. It's I'm okay. going to just
0: pretend it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> rookie mistake to not charge my phone, uh, especially with an interview. Uh, let me know if you hear me. But anyways, what yeah, I, I was just—I uh, was just going to say—and uh, like, kind of the last comment is that community is a huge part um, of my journey. Um, but community can't be used like as an engagement farming or anything like that. And I think it has been something that you really kind of put uh, a lot of intention within the journey. Um, And I think there is also a huge factor as artists uh, where we have a lot of kind of balls rolling and kind of things moving at the same time. Um, And sometimes we just can't do all the things at the same time. Um, So, yeah, I, you know, continue to explore ways to bring value to to the community, to also to the people that have supported me um, so far. So, um, yeah, I, you know, there is, that's huge in my mind, I guess. Um, you know, I also think that um, with this kind of place of transformation, of transitioning that we're going as a society, and I do think that Web3 is... A facilitator of that transitioning, because of the technology, um, but because also of the autonomy that it brings to us humans, um, I think like this technology can be really utilized to to be of service uh, to to share your own transformation and like to bring a lot of value to the people around you. Like ETH is nice, sales are nice, but money doesn't buy cap happiness. And um, yeah, so anyways, all those things are like hugely on, on my mind and my plate. Um, and I think like f- for the future, I I want to incorporate and integrate all this, all these things. And so yeah, more to come. Um yeah, always thinking a lot about things as all of us. That's all.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing all that. And you, you picked up very gracefully uh after the, the blip. <laughs> that was funny, uh, for me. Uh, total learning curve. And I am usually better about reminding people to charge their phone beforehand. Um no worries. Yeah, this is why editing software was uh, invented. <laughs> Um, the questions that I have for you now are rapid fire, super fun, silly ones. Uh, some of them, if, if you've, anybody's listened to past episodes or they're similar, I changed them very slightly person, person, guest to guest. Um, while we're doing that though, if anybody has questions, you want to jump up on stage, feel free to request to do that. Um, even if you just want to say, hi, I welcome it. If you've never been on stage before and you just want to feel what that's like, feel free to request. Um, This is a welcoming space. It's not a safe one because I can never guarantee what's going to happen. We're on the wild internet, uh, but it is a welcoming one. So please join us if you would like. Uh, While we see if anybody's going to jump in here with us, I would love to ask you some questions that are, I call them rapid, but sometimes they aren't very rapid, but take it for what it is. Are you ready? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) They're silly. They're silly ones. Nothing too serious. Um, I would love to know what your favorite color is. Yellow. Hmm. Is a specific shade of yellow, or just bright yellow, yellow, on,
0: uh, yellow. like that one in my on my pieces. The same doesn't change.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Got it. Um, see, I said I told you it's not very rapid. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite season? Fall.
0: And, and winter i love cold i don't like
1: heat yeah yeah i um i feel i feel that i love autumn also but i would never say i love cold so i don't know um we have diana on the on the stage diana you want to jump in and ask your ask your question we can pick up some rapid ones uh and am i pronouncing your name name right Okay. Yeah
2: no hi hi I, I didn't have a question I just came up to say hi so I'll wait till after the rapid uh, questions I I'm really enjoying this interview a lot so I will say hi after
1: <laughs> awesome. well welcome thanks for thanks for being on stage with us it's great to have you here um, okay Jimena fall favorite season editions or one of ones you have to choose one it's a preference no editions and one of ones. Mm-hmm uh editions. All right. Yeah. I mean, you can say both. That's fine. Like I said, I'm not I'm not some hardcore person. I'm not trying to trap you in an answer. Um you can totally say both. Uh this one, I'm actually kind of glad that um now that Dan dropped off, uh sorry, sorry Dan, but um nifty kit or manifold.
0: I I just honestly def- it totally depending on what I want to do. And long story short if I'm going to do one one a long collection nifty kid hands down mm-hmm. um for like the dailies I, not dailies you know but you know kind of the weekly or whatever day-to-day editions uh 100% manifold
1: yeah yeah I am um, again I don't know I, I, I try not to assert my opinion on every answer but I just I don't know I'm I like to converse about these things because it's my nerd out moment. Um. I mean, there
0: there is so much I can impact, uh, but, like, you have, mm-hmm. like, a pre-sale option uh, with Nifty Kit, mm-hmm. right? You can reward your existing collectors with, like, lower prices uh, versus, like, higher prices at public minting with NiftyKit. Uh, you can also do a reveal where you like sell out and it's all uh, revealing at a, at a, you know, later time. Um, there is really like so many like fun ways to customize uh, a collection uh, of one-on-ones with NiftyKit. Um, that that's kind of, that's why it likes. If it's a one-on-one, and again, like actually, if it's a one-on-one larger collection, right, uh, but if you're going to do one like I would say manifold foundation or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyways,
1: sorry. I can not know. This is way. great. I love to, I love to hear <laughs> the opinion. Um, it's kind of where I landed also. I was, I was looking at both and, um, eventually just chose manifold cause I don't have a large, a large collection, um, to drop probably anytime soon. <laughs> Your, <laughs> your. uh, I, I kind of got where you did about like the pain and the, uh, yeah, you said earlier too, sorry, to interject, uh, further back. Uh, but you said something about like, I don't know if I'm old enough to know what a, a coffee shop is. And I just had to laugh because Julie, um, and I were talking about, coffee shop days, like we were listening to like nineties music, um, came on our, our Spotify and we we're talking about the good old days and like the show Felicity and things like that for anybody who grew up in the U S would know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, I am, I am in my late thirties. I'm, I'm not a baby. I'm not old also. Um, I'm just an adult lady, but yeah, I totally, I feel you. Like the idea, uh, the thought of hand creating, over a hundred pieces right now. Yeah. It's just going to take a long time. Like I'm working on some longer form stuff, but whoa. Yeah. Anyway, enough on that. Um, yeah, you're not talking to a, a post coffee shop era kid. (laughs) You're in good company. Um, choose between discord or Twitter. You have a preference.
0: I mean, hands down Twitter, but For somebody that has this, like, hated Discord and I'm sharing an announcement next week, then Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm going to say both. Um, yeah, I, I find value on having kind of those hardcore collectors, Mm -hmm. um, to, to support you,
1: you know, when you,
0: when you have something coming, um, Do I see all the security uh, and just overall BS? Also, again, we've been talking about mental health. And so adding another social media to babysit, like insane. Um, But yeah, I, again, all the intentions and also, um, yeah, I'm all like open, like if something doesn't work. Uh, just close it, you know, like if discord is too much, then just realize it and and be courageous enough to say, you know, this, this actually didn't work for me. So, um, yeah, both. Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, that's, um, that's a great, great answer. And, uh, that was a little bit of alpha hinting, I feel like. So cool. Thanks for that. Uh, one piece of equipment, for the rest of your life, you could choose one piece of equipment for the rest of your life to use to create art with, what would it be? Yeah, that's totally my iPad. Nice, nice. You knew you knew right away, like it's this. It's a great tool. Um, you can collect one piece of art, no price limit, any time on the timeline, like history-wise, future, not future, what? You wouldn't even know. Um, anyway, you could collect one piece of art, no price limit. What would it be? Who
0: there is the work of this Mexican artist uh, called Luisa Salas. Um, I will collect her work,
1: especially like her early work. Um, Yeah. Can you spell their last name for me so that I can look it up? She actually goes by Hola,
0: like H-O-L-A, Lu, L-O-U.
1: Got and it. I'm happy to
0: DM you. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, no. Okay. I know who, you're, who you're speaking of. Yeah. Yeah. Her work is uh, gorgeous. Obsessed. Yeah. Like obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. Go check. Go check this artist out. If anybody's not familiar, I, I didn't. I only know them by their Twitter handle and not know their their name. So thanks for that. That's wonderful. Um. I need to know what your favorite emoji is
0: the one that's like smiling and melting it's kind of newer a thousand percent me i'm like smiling here and melting it's just the picture of my journey now
1: i know i know it's such a good one and sometimes i'm like this kid, am i using this in a blissful way or in a facetious like sarcastic way but sure. that's the
0: beauty of it mm-hmm. It just like represents so many
1: things just yeah yeah, that's a good one. Um, do you operate with a roadmap or no roadmap? No roadmap. However,
0: um I oh, that's another alpha that we're sharing here. I um creating loving structures and I'm repeating that the term again. Uh just so that like, com- like life can be sustainable and um I think like Being organic, it's absolutely a 100% the way. But if you are a full-time artist in NFTs, and as we're seeing the space growing uh, in so many ways, and also one-on-one artists really with uh, beautiful roadmaps, even though if they say they don't, uh, I think everybody has one. Um, Yeah, so haven't operated with one up until this point. Uh, but from a very organic standpoint, uh, I don't know if we can call it a roadmap, but definitely uh, a, a structure, um, yeah, I, that can also change again uh, at any time too, uh, is probably going to be for me uh, yeah. moving forward, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, something that's adaptable but has some structure, loving structures. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for these. These illuminating answers. Um, my last question, then we'll go to Q&A if there are any, or if anybody again wants to come up and say hi, uh, just greet him with your voice. You're welcome to do so. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza for you?
0: A 1,000% yes.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. I will assert my opinion here and say we're on the same team. Good job. Some people vehemently do not agree, and it's okay. You're still my friend. I You're want a
0: piece right now. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> I know. It's such a good blend of sweet and savory. Oh, perfection. Diana, how are you doing? What's uh, what's new in your world? Welcome.
2: Oh, thank you, Branson. Hi, Jimena. I'm doing really well, and I also love pineapple on my pizza, so I feel I'm part of the team as well here. <laughs> and uh, I just came to say hi to Jimena, my friend, I and uh, and just really enjoyed the afternoon and uh and hanging out here with, with everyone. So I just wanted to pop in and say and say hello. I don't have any questions today, <laughs> but um, that's okay. And I'm doing well. Enjoying my summer, getting things done around the house, uh, taking care of a little squirrel problem in my attic, um, enjoying my kids, <laughs> just uh, taking care a bit, like I was touching on, uh, mental health, taking breaks, slowing down a bit over the summer, and just recharging. So um yeah, that's kind of it. So it's it's all exciting and beautiful. looking forward to the fall.
1: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So good to hear. I'm I'm feeling that from people. It's kind of resonating. I, I feel like people are potentially having a tough time for various reasons, but also recognizing that they can take care of themselves and that. Um and that's wonderful to hear that you're doing that you're doing well and enjoying the summer the things of the summer thanks for being here by the way and for helping get the word out and um thanks again to everybody who's who's joined live and thanks to people who are listening uh retroactively uh later to the recording whether on twitter or part of the podcast diana and jimena you both have done interview sessions as well i think in twitter spaces is that right do you publish those also i'm sorry i'm not totally caught up on it
0: Yeah, Diana and I uh, have started two podcasts. The first one was um, called the NFT Outer Space Series and we had uh, 40 episodes there and you can find it in uh, pretty much anyone, any anywhere. Sorry, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, beautiful Ashira, who's listening in, in here, uh, was a part of of that one. Um, and then we started a new one called We NFT. It's also uh, in um, yeah all these different platforms. Um, and yeah, we started with two and kind of slowed down. And uh, to be honest, it has been a life changing experience. I almost talk about it like daily uh, to my husband, too. It's like kind of like, I'm tired of you here, like talking. <laughs> but um, it was such an opportunity for uh, deep connection, like service, learning, growth uh, in so many areas, I think, of, of my life. Um, and uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I love to continue to incorporate that as part of, of my journey. I really, really love, um, yeah, I really love this format um, for whatever reason. And like, I'm like a huge introverted kind of, you know, person, but like, I feel like just kind of having the chance and the time and the opportunity to kind of deep dive into somebody's life. It's um, like kind of that push for me personally that like just kind of also, let's my own persona shine in. And so, and it was long answer, but I absolutely love, um, love that. And and honestly, like the people in NFTs that I have had the, the blessing to really run into it and that have connected with are just so full of wisdom and um, experience outside of my, my own uh, that I have personally like, uh, you know, just learned so much and, uh, I think a part of my mission is kind of continue to kind of provide that education uh, in an organic way, like uh, that I have gotten without like going to like a college or a university. Um, and so it's like light shined in all directions. And it's like you build bridges uh, listening to these people. But then when you interview them, I feel like you're building bridges too to the people listening. And it's kind of all around like good vibes and energy. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Diana, yeah, please. Uh, have your I, I,
2: yeah, I was just going to add that when Jimena and I and, and Daniel at the time when we first started the podcast way back when. So this is like, I think, going back over a year. You helped us out, Branson. I, I remember I was, you know, you were already doing your one-on-ones. And I was like, you sound so amazing on the recordings. And I remember reaching out to you and we exchanged Um, some messages it was like what do you use behind the scenes and uh and so you shared you know your your uh you're kind of set up and that, that really was like amazing. So, uh, in a way it's kind of like, I feel connected to with, with, uh, with your podcast, um, because it's like going back so long and, and again, you know, talking about the space and how we help each other out and share and, and always, you know, everybody is, you were, you were really so generous and in, in giving me all these, all these hints and, and advice. So thank you for that. That, that was, uh, that was amazing when we started because it's uh, it's not easy. It's I mean, at least for me, I still get nervous when I go on stage, when I talk and all of that. But knowing that, you know, we have uh, our friends uh, supporting us and everything just makes it, you know, makes it wonderful. So I just wanted to add your little part <laughs> or big part <laughs> in, in our podcast. <laughs> That's
1: very sweet. Thank you. Thank you for that shout out. Um, it was very sweet. Sp- small i mean like happy to to share the research and the the things that i had learned it's a it's a very humbling thing to do something like this at all i think um huge learning curve and yeah i look back listen back to the first recordings that were just done with the the twitter space recording because i didn't have my equipment yet and gosh they sound horrible i need to go back and try and do something about them uh but we'll i'll figure it out you know uh also we just got to keep marching forward but thanks for that it's a nice i will say this the space for me today has been a huge personally boost of, um, energy, you know, coming off of a little hiatus, a little summer break. Um, but also sometimes I'm like, is this worth it? Is it, is it helping, helping, or is it doing anything? Or is this just a time suck, you know, on my side and for the people that are showing up, but again like that's just that's just that imposter syndrome thing that's that thing that voice that keeps rearing its ugly ugly head over and over every day and i'm sure after the high of doing the space ends and the podcast is published i'll have the same doubts going into next week um but thank you for this uh this yeah i don't know vote of confidence you know for showing up the people being here um this will reach ears this will you know, uh, bring potentially more people to your art and um, into the conversation. And that's all I could hope for. So, thanks for, for joining me on this journey and being a part of it today. Both of you, I appreciate it.
0: It's such a full uh, circle moment for me um, because I knew that you helped Diana, which helped us and the podcast and shed light and so many beautiful creators. Um, and just people building really from the heart that we had the chance to interview. And it was such a, like, just exactly the same that you described, Branson, that I'm like, it was very vulnerable for me and, like, listening, you know, I feel conscious about sometimes, like, my voice and my pronunciation and sometimes, um, you know, like disconnecting like from like the actual word that I want to say and so not sounding quote-unquote very smart and um, same exact thoughts for me like when we created the podcast and every time we finished them we were like hell yeah this is what we do this like we not only learn but these was this just felt connecting we you know are exactly, this is going to reach our ears. I love how you said it. And uh, this is the exact message that, that I think like Web3 and the creators of this space, like the one-on-ones, um, you know, just kind of holding the fort and the foundation of, of kind of these technologies, us, you know, just grinding and like showing up and really organically like connecting with somebody because we we just felt like it, right? Like you and I didn't know really each other before this conversation and again like i'm not gonna lie like i was a little scared and vulnerable but it felt right and i still move forward with with it and um i feel very empowered i'm very humble and very grateful for your time and, and your energy and you are a beautiful human and now we connected and i'm very grateful
1: Thank you so, so much, so much love. Oh my goodness. This is a, a beautiful thing. And I, I hope that it's radiating off into the other peoples and the ether and anybody who comes in contact with it. So thanks so much. Um, I'm going to, it doesn't look like we have any more questions. So I'm just going to kind of wrap this up a bit. And, um, and then if you have any last things that you want to share, uh, please jump in and do that. Um, otherwise I'll, I'll finish this up here. Yeah.
0: What do I I close on saying? Just keep doing the work. Anyone listening, it's hard. Um, But, you know, your courage is my courage. And when I see you leaning into your art and your creations, that gives me um, the energy to lean into mine. So, yeah, that imposter syndrome is a thing that inner critic is super harsh um ignore it call me <laughs> I boost your your energy call me if you are hesitant to mint any work or to create it uh just yeah bigger big huge fan of this community um and I yeah as I said earlier I think that the work truly is um it's kind of look inwards and share that transformation with with the world because this world is Fucked up and needs a lot of these Good vibes and energy so uh, And intention and action Fuck yeah so uh, yeah. If you're also A, a women uh, Artist in this space um, I want to send You an extra hug And an extra encouragement And again what I said earlier uh, Activism really Comes uh, in showing Up and
1: please Keep showing up Yeah um, and yeah, that's all. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Such powerful words and messages today from you. Oh my goodness. I, uh, I'm excited to listen back to this. You know, it's a, a pleasure sometimes for me to, to listen back and rehear, relearn the things that people are sharing. Cause when you're in the moment, Sometimes I only catch like bits and pieces for due to the stress, right? So it's fun to go back and be an audience member again. Um, so thank you so much for everything that you shared. So excited to be connected with you this way, um, to know more about you, and um, yeah, to be on this web three journey with you, um, everyone. Again, this is the one to one. This is a regular ish interview series that I do here in Twitter Spaces live. And the goal here is to bring in the women, non-binary and trans artists, collectors, builders, creators in this Web3 space, um, creating NFTs, working the technology to hear their stories, to hear why they're here and what they care about, where they're headed and how we can all help each other out. So if anybody else... Um, wants to share this in the future go listen to past episodes leave reviews that's just gonna boost yes it boosts me but y'all it boosts the people that are coming up on stage um that are sharing sharing with us so please go do that and um yeah more episodes to come in the coming weeks uh fridays same same place so keep an eye out jimena thank you again for being here so such a pleasure so honored
0: Thank you, love. I really appreciate you and sending you a huge virtual hug. This was amazing.
1: Right back at you. Thank you so much. I'm going to um, send us out with some music and everybody just go have the best weekend, whatever that looks like for you. Take care.